Welcome to the archive section. These are some of the first shows that I ever did as a podcaster. And back then, I was so new. I just had a phone. I had zero idea what I was doing. But I decided to jump in with both feet, start my own podcast. And as you will see through this archive section, I start off a little rough. But as the episodes go on, you can tell that I started to get a little more confident, started to gain a footing. And it kind of is a really cool way for me to come back, listen to these episodes, just to see where it all started for me and how I got better as I went along. So I decided, instead of deleting all these old episodes, why not put them in an archive section so even you guys can check them out and just, you know, have a great time listening to some of these older episodes. And don't forget, though, to start checking out the newer stuff that I'm posting because I am going to be posting often. And I have some amazing guests that I interview in these upcoming shows. We talk about so many different important topics. So I hope that you check out uh, my channel often because I will be uploading a lot of great stuff. So thank you guys for all your support. And please enjoy this archive section. you hear those gong it is well you hear that gong you know it is time for another episode of crip rick i've been thinking oh shit yeah happy to be back here doing another episode of this podcast always have a great time here talking to you people having a great time talking about lots of different subjects and i just want to let everyone know that hey are you into wrestling? I'm talking. Like, do you like wrestling a whole fucking lot? You like WWE, New Japan, AEW? You fucking name it. Well, if you do, then I want you to get on your computer, get on your laptop, get on your fucking uh, phone, do whatever you got to do. But make sure you go and check WrestlingShowNetwork.com. That's right, WrestlingShowNetwork.com. This gives you a... You know, basically, this thing's got it all. You know what I mean? This place has it all. It gives you a free and brand new podcast every single day of the week. I'm telling you, for free. How can you go wrong with that? You can't go wrong with that. I mean, wrestling, free? Tell me something that's better. But anyways, on there, you're going to find analysts to news, list and reviews. The Wrestling Show Network is starting a revolution of awesome audio about the sport of kings. So make sure you visit wrestlingshownetwork.com where everything is wrestling and wrestling is everything. So make sure you go check it out, motherfuckers. And why? Because Crip Rick said so. That's why. So go check that out. 
This episode is brought to you by that great place, that great channel, and I just want to make sure that everybody goes and checks it out. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've been a huge wrestling fan, man, back since the Hulk Hogan, before the Hulk Hogan days. Holy fuck. I remember Crazy Chris Colt, you know, Bruno Sammartino, fuck my grandmother and my mom and I and my brother, you know, my older brother, we'd all sit there on the weekend, you know, fucking that was wrestling day, man, and we'd all sit down and watch an afternoon of wrestling, and I miss those days, man, I miss my grandmother, she's passed many years ago, and uh, thank God I still got my parents, and I just really enjoyed sitting down with the family and watching wrestling, it was great, man, you know, and so that's why wrestling's close to my heart, that's why I became part of it for a little bit of a while in the independent scene, being a manager, and I just really enjoy it, and... You know, I don't enjoy it as much now as I used to when I was a kid. You know, I just, I don't seem to connect with many of the wrestlers in this day and age. There is a few that I really do like, and uh, I like to follow. I'm really big on the female wrestling right now. I think the female wrestling in WWE and the other uh, federations is kicking ass right now when it comes to, you know, what's better, the women or the men. I definitely say the women. Huge fan of uh, Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte. You know, she's amazing. And a lot of the other female wrestlers I just enjoy watching. I think they've really kicked it up a notch. And I think they've got, you know, the guy, the male wrestlers, you know, they got their hands full. They better get their fucking act together because these women are soon are going to steal the show. And I already think they are stealing the show. Definitely on, uh, even for pay-per-views. I know as soon as I, I check out a pay-per-view, the first thing I'm looking forward to is the female matches. I just can't help it. They're fucking amazing. These chicks are bringing up and stepping up a whole new game. And uh, I'm hoping that within a week or so, I'm going to be on uh, doing a, a, an episode on that wrestling show network.com. And I'm going to be doing an interview, interview with them and talking wrestling and catching up with an old friend. It's going to be amazing. So I'm definitely going to be posting that on uh my podcast here. Hope you all want to check that out. And I just want to say before I get into my topic today that it's also, if you want to check out the wrestling show network.com, it is spelled W R A S S L I N, wrestling show network.com. Not wrestling, wrestling. Just so you know, you guys get the proper spelling. Make it, make sure you go check it out. But. What did I do today, Cryprick, is what you're asking. I know, I know. What'd you do today, Cryprick? And uh, I can tell you one thing I did do. Uh, went outside today in, in Canada, in, uh, Ontario, Canada. Hopefully some of my listeners actually live there. Will know that today it was a beautiful fucking day out there today. For being winter. It was actually warm enough to sit outside, which I did. I sat out there for like a fucking two hours, man. And just enjoyed the the smell of fucking nature, like the smell of outside. I've been cooped up in this fucking apartment all winter because it's been so fucking cold this winter and the shittiest weather, you know, fucking snow, freezing rain, and then it's fucking cold as hell, you know, and I hate winter time. I always have. I didn't even like it that much as in my teens and that. I fucking, I'm not one of these people that like to go skiing and all that kind of shit, cross-country skiing, downhill, I don't give a fuck, man, as ski, I run the other way, I like to be comfortable, warm and shit, so, I'm not a big fan of wet, uh, the winter, and I go, I get cabin fever so bad near the end, which I was starting to get, going a little fucking stir-crazy, 
And today was such a blessing, man, to be out there. And I couldn't believe it when I stepped outside. And it was that warm outside. And grabbed myself a coffee and a few cigarettes. And I went and sat my ass down there. And just fucking, and like I said, enjoyed the smell of being outside. And actually seeing nature, you know, the fucking birds were out. Everybody, it was just a great afternoon. I had a great time getting some fresh air. And much needed fresh air, too, by the way. And then went to Walmart, which was, oh, fuck, man, I'm, I don't go, let me tell, let me explain something to you people. Me going out to fucking Walmart, or to a mall, uh, just to fucking, like, I know people that just go to look around and shit, you know, they'll go to the mall just to fucking hang out, look around at stuff, like, I have nothing to buy, they just want to go look around, they go to Walmart and dick around, uh, fuck that noise. I cannot, like, I mean, la I, I've been to Walmart twice in the last week, and I think that's the first two times I've been to Walmart in probably five years, at least. That's how, that's telling you people how fucking often I like to go out and do some shopping and, and, uh, want to go look around at shit, and after fucking today's fiasco at Walmart, I can fucking see why I don't go out, you know, like me, you know, I went there today, and God forbid, you know, I like I said, I was telling you people I got collecting vinyl again, vinyl records, and uh, got my record player, I got lots of new vinyl, and I want to get, if you guys remember, I'm not sure if anybody's old enough uh, that listens to this podcast to remember vinyl and record players and shit, you know, but, you know, back in the day, you had vinyl, and you, you could get a vinyl record brush cleaner, you know, so before you put your record on the turntable, and before you play it, you got a little brush that you just run over top of your record lightly and it takes all the dust and shit off so it makes it sound better and you don't get that static and keeps your records clean keeps your needle clean and shit well god fucking forbid if you try to find one in any store at least in the town i live in i mean even the record store i go to i go to a record store where they sell used and, and uh secondhand record like secondhand records and new ones they don't even sell record brushes there i mean what kind of fucking record store does not sell a record brush I mean, that's like going to buy a, go to a vacuum store and fucking ask if they sell vacuum bags. They look at you like you're fucking crazy. Like, you know, what? We don't sell that here. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So I thought, you know, everybody told me, go to Walmart. They got everything. You know, they even sell record players there for fuck's sake. So I go there like an idiot. They, and then long story short, they don't have record brushes there. So I got to basically order one off a line. I have to go on Wish. That's where I'm going to order one. It's going to take probably two months to get here. And, you know, like I said, God forbid you try to find something in this town, like a record brush or something. Like, it ain't going to happen. At least not in, you know. And so I get there. And I thought, you know, I got to walk. Like, where I have to go, of course, is the other side of Walmart. Like, a fucking, like, huge walk. So I thought, I'm going to try the fucking little crippy cart that they got there. The little electronic one that you can, they let you borrow. And uh, so I was using that, which was fine. That was good, but... You think people would get the fuck out of your way when you're even on one of those? You know, like, they people just have no fucking uh, respect or fucking courtesy is what I should say. Like, any common courtesy or anything, you know. They just fucking, they don't care. They'll stand in front of you. You know, I should have ran the fuckers over. You know, run into a few people and take their fucking ankles out. And then you're going to see how quick they move out of the way of one of those creepy carts. You know, and, and don't get all fucking offended either. If you're one of those people that are getting all offended because I call it a crippy cart. Because goddamn it, I am fucking crippled up. 
So, I mean, if I can't call it a fucking creepy cart, then I don't know who the fuck can. I've earned the right to call it that. So, you know, and going down the aisles, you know, most people got out of the way hesitantly or, you know, they could tell they didn't want to. But I go to this four corner, you know, like a four way at Walmart where the four aisles intersect. And sure enough, you would you fucking know it? You know, I, I'm going to do like a left hand turn to get in, like, you know, going to, down another aisle because I was heading down that way. And sure enough, there's fucking two. You could just tell they were fucking snobby, fucking Richie, fucking looking women. You know, they got the fucking god awful, gaudy fucking clothes on that they, you know, because they paid a fortune for them, they think that is, it makes them look good. You know, got the fucking makeup caked on and their hair sprayed to the fucking moon and sitting there talking right in the middle of a fucking main like artery aisle you know where everybody's walking and i'm trying to turn into and they're standing there they each got a fucking buggy you know empty of course you know and one standing one one standing they're standing right next to each other so they're taking the whole fucking aisle up you know and just sitting there talking and i'm you can see i was like turn like i was kind of half turned into the aisle trying to get into the aisle they were standing in you know, and they're fucking babbling away, looking right at me, right fucking at me. I mean, this should be a nuclear fucking rant, but I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not doing that every episode. I'm going to say that for special occasions, but it does warrant one. Because I am nuclear about that right now. You know, I'm these two fucking rich bitches fucking sitting there babbling away about nonsense, fucking looking at me. And then finally it was my fucking friend who was with me, you know, the guy that drove me there. He's fucking looking at him, giving him the evil fucking eye. And they finally... Like, if you would have saw the face that these two women made because they had to move their fucking buggy over, like, six feet, you know, they had to stop their fucking pointless conversation, you know, fucking actually move their buggy over, you know, mind you, like I said, they're in the main fucking aisle, this wasn't like a side aisle at Walmart that nobody goes down, this is like a main artery aisle where all the traffic is. You know, and the look they fucking gave me that they had to move over so I could get the cart by them, my little crippy cart by them. You swear to God, I would have asked them to fucking move the world. I swear to God, that's the look I got. You know, like, they're, they're like, oh, we have to stop this conversation and move for this guy. Like, we should be able to stand here, you know, because we're, we think we're upper class. We should be able to stand here and talk when we want, you know. Yeah, fuck you. Should have fucking spit on their fucking rich shoes when I drove by their fucking asses. Or at least clipped them with the fucking cart. Acted all retarded and shit, you know. Act like I don't know what I'm doing. Just driving into the fuckers. You know. But, you know, I finally got by them. Finally, after like fucking standing there five, ten minutes looking at them. And them just thinking that the world's got to stop for them. And, you know, when they're done their fucking pointless conversation. That, you know, they can, they'll let people go by. They'll, they'll grace us with their, pre you know, letting us go by, like, they'll give them a, well, they'll give us, you know, you may go by now, you know, like, you can go by now, we, we, it's okay, sir, you know, we're done our, our pointless conversation, you may, you may pass, yeah, fuck you, now I know why I don't go to fucking Walmart or anything like that, because if I had to do that shit every day, I, I go, I'd fucking lose it, I'd end up getting fucking arrested in a Walmart or a mall or something like that for telling some fucking rich Momo to go kiss my ass, so, that was my afternoon, you know, after sitting outside and enjoying the weather, I had to go deal with those fucking people and totally try to ruin my day, which I didn't let it, and I ended up still going and sitting outside when I got back, too, I was like, fuck that, I'm enjoying this weather for as long as I can, 
Because I'm sure, you know, the weather's going to go south on us again and fucking get cold as hell or snow on us or do some kind of crazy shit. But, uh, so that was my day. That was my afternoon. And I thought, I'm going to get on here and do a little podcast, tell everybody about my day. Because I enjoy doing that. And another great thing that actually, give me a sec here, I gotta, gotta lube up the old fucking hamster wheel here. Oh, I'm such a fan of the Alaskan thunderfuck. It just totally fucking thunderfucks your brain. Helps with the pain though, like you wouldn't believe. Oh, that's good. So anyways... What I did uh, last night, I was actually pretty cool. I was on uh, YouTube and doing a little research on some subjects I want to get into eventually on this podcast, and I just happened to watch a bit of the Joe Rogan show from last night. I do enjoy watching some of his shit. You know, I, I was a bigger Joe Rogan fan back in the past, but I find now that I don't know. There's just something different about him. I really enjoyed him when he was into the conspiracy theories and questioning everything. And I was a big fan back then because to me, it sound he was like a popular guy that was going against the grain of a lot of shit. And I, I enjoyed that because it's not too often you have somebody that's really big and well known and in the main like you know his fucking podcast and his YouTube channel are huge. Like, gigantic. Like, millions of fucking followers. I could only wish. I wish I had 1% of his followers. But, I've just noticed that in lately in the last little while, he's really, I don't know, he's still doing good interviews and that, but I just, there's something different about him. I just find he's not as edgy, or he, you know, he, he talks his way around conspiracies now. He doesn't kind of, like, dive into them like he used to, and if you listen to him, he's got a million fucking excuses why he doesn't. You know, he did that uh, TV series there, uh, Rogan Questions Everything. He blames a lot of that on that uh, for him not believing in the conspiracies anymore. And uh, blames it that, you know, if you start looking into one conspiracy, you will go down the rabbit hole and never get out of it by looking at tons of the conspiracies. But, and he may be right on that. He's got a point on that. I gotta agree. Like, I know I I was fully into the... And still am in a lot of ways looking at conspiracy stuff. But it's interesting. And it just happens to be that a lot of them are fucking true, you know. A lot of the ones that you look into are fucking true. And they really make you think. And I think that's a good thing. People need to think more. They need to exercise their critical thinking a little. Start questioning shit. Not just believe in everything that the fucking media sticks down your throat every day. Or the popular uh, people around on popular podcasts and popular channels are trying to always jam down your fucking throat, you know. And I like to question things. I always have. And I like to investigate things for myself. And that's what really got me watching Joe Rogan at first. But, you know, I mean, I still enjoy some of his uh, guests. but And some of the topics he gets into. I just find he's becoming a little more safe. Which I think is... Uh, you know, a bad thing, I think he should, you know, I think it's because he's dealing with a lot of, you know, high money now, because he's, you know, he's got sponsors, he's got a lot of shit that he's got, a, you know, a lot more hoops to jump through than somebody like me who's got nobody to answer to, I mean, who the fuck do I answer to, I answer to myself, and uh, so I can talk about anything, and 
nobody gives me shit, nobody pays me to say anything, and so it's a lot more free, but when you start talking big money, you got big sponsors and shit, and they tell you, no, we don't want you talking about this, or don't be talking about that, or don't say this, you know, you have to listen, because they could quickly knock your fucking lights out, which I don't think would happen with Joe Rogan, I think he's got so many followers, I really don't think he needs all those sponsors and shit, but maybe he does, I don't know what it costs to run a show like that, but I can't see it costing very much, you need a fucking building, you need a good microphone and a good what, computer, and somebody to run it, a couple good cameras, so I know Joe Rogan's got the funds, it's not like he's earning for money, I don't think, so, but, you know, the show that I saw him do last night uh, was interesting, because he, they were talking about somebody that I didn't even know about, which is really weird, because I do watch a lot of different documentaries and that, as you know, and they were talking about a guy, uh, Gonzo, which is basically, you know, like Gonzo, not the character on the fucking Muppets, but this reporter guy back in the 80s and or even earlier than that like i think the 70s and shit like and all through like you know the 60s 70s and 80s and stuff and it was a documentary they were talking about and well this guy on the joe rogan thing was selling a book that he wrote about this guy but they talked about a documentary on youtube called gonzo the life and work of dr hunter s thompson and I ended up renting that last night. It was on the YouTube movies. I think it was like three ninety nine to rent it. And you get it for like 24 hours. And I mean, this guy, the from what they were talking about on the podcast, sounded super interesting, like right up my alley. Like he sounded like a bad motherfucker, man. And I just w can't believe I've never heard of him for some reason. I don't know if it maybe it's just because, you know, he's American or something. And I just maybe it was a little before my research time. I don't know. But the more they talked about him and that, I just, I knew I had to get this documentary. And I really suggest that anybody that's in a good documentary and wants to see what a true badass, like this guy was a badass, man. I wish I knew people like this guy. Uh, you know, this guy is fucking more man than any man I know. And the life that he lived was incredible. And the documentary was just fantastic. It was amazing. It was so good I watched it twice, to be honest. Which, you know, like, not often I'll watch something and then back, back, watch it again because I want to make sure I got it all. But I just, you know, it was a lot to absorb in that two-hour documentary. But it was definitely worth the money. And, I mean, it's a documentary from 2008. So it's an older documentary about this reporter, you know, and his life and that. And there is other documentaries that I found on, on uh, YouTube that you can watch about them that are... Uh, you don't got to pay for them or nothing. They're just ones that other people have done and other uh, documentaries that other probably stations have done, like TV stations and that over the years. And But the one I rented, the, the, the Gonzo Life and uh, Work of Dr. Hunter S. Thompson, that's the name of the documentary. It was fucking amazing. You got to watch it. Don't make an excuse. Don't you know it's three fucking ninety nine. That's the price of a cup of coffee and a shitty donut. So fucking watch it, and you're gonna see what a true fucking man at the top of his game at the time when he was big was fuck like his life story is just amazing. I would just I and I ended up watching a couple of the the free documentaries after I watched that the the one I paid for. Fucking amazing. You know, and then 
goes through his whole life and uh he did uh he lived with the fucking hell's angels that's what that you know for like a year that's what basically broke him into you know big fame was after he did the the book on the hell's angels and they actually let him in that's the time with sonny barger if you remember around back then you know and he lived with them basically and uh crazy shit man he talks about they talk about how he you know got into a fight with the hell's angels near the end of uh his uh book with writing with them and hanging out with them and basically saw one of the uh hell's angels beating on his woman and and stuff and then the lady's dog went and attacked the guy that was beating on his woman and so this Hunter S. Thompson goes over and says, you know, only a, a fucking coward would beat on your woman and on your dog. And, you know, you deal with those people. That's the wrong thing to say. So basically they kicked the ever-living shit out of him and sent him away in his car. That was uh, the last they saw of him. But it was amazing because they even had Sonny Barger on, on this documentary saying, you know, like, yeah, they didn't, you know, he didn't think much of the man after that. But he had a hell of a lot of respect for what he did. And how he did it. And he even said he was a hell of a motorcycle rider. You know, which is from the people that ride bikes for a living. That's a huge compliment, you know. And so they, you know, they didn't like him after, you know, he called him out on a lot of shit. And they, a lot of them said they didn't like the way he wrote the book. Because it wasn't 100% true. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. But they respected him as, uh, for what he did. Like in his talents and stuff. It was amazing. And goes through, like, the riots he was uh, witnessing, too. And he was actually in a few. Uh, the riots going on with the black people in the, in, the, uh, in the years and years and years ago. And then goes into how he was as he got older. And, you know, this guy was, like, fucking taking, like, an older form of... Uh, oh, what's that fucking drug now that people take? Like, not Ritalin. Ugh. You know what I mean, one of those antipsychotic drugs, they're fucking, like a Ritalin drug kind of thing, and he was taking that back then to help him write more, and, you know, because it really, when you take those drugs, you really hone in on something that you're doing, you know, millions of fucking, I mean, millions of people are on them now, I can honestly say that from what I've researched, like, millions of people are on Adderall, that's it, Adderall. So yeah, he was taking like a Lorma, uh, an older form of Adderall, which was a little less safer than the new shit. But you know, he was whacked out on that. This fucking re this reporter guy, fucking uh, Thompson, fucking was doing blow and fucking acid by the handful. He's a fucking character, man, but a badass character. And I tell you, I wish I could meet somebody like that or had somebody like that in my life because it would be crazy to know someone like that. The shit this guy did, but. It goes. It talks about this documentary. Talks about his drug addictions, and you know the, they have a couple of his wives, uh, ex-wives that were you know interviewed, and then it ends with basically them talking about how he. This guy was so badass that, as an old man, you know, he always told people through his whole life that fucking he would take his own life when he thought it was time to go. When his work was done, he was gonna go because he was a huge gun fucking fanatic. And you see that through the documentary, like he's firing machine guns and he's got pistols with scopes on it and fucking rifles and shotguns. And he always told people, you know, through his whole life, you know, and, uh, 
that he would end his own life one day. And that's what he did. One day, he just fucking, you know, he they said he thought it was a perfect setting, and he fucking went out, and he fucking shot himself, killed himself. And it was so sad, you know, because this guy, everybody that, everybody they interviewed after this, they, they talked about his death, basically said that he, the way the world is now, he could have changed a lot of, uh, done a lot of good, changed a lot of lives and stuff like that. And, uh, be doing amazing things now for politics and that, cause that's what he was really big into after he wrote the Hells Angels book. You really dove into politics, you know, he had a grudge against fucking Richard Nixon and some other people that were running to be president. Like, I don't want to tell you all of it because I'm just going to tell you the whole fucking documentary, but you have to see it. It's a must see documentary for anybody that is in the watching like documentaries about people's careers and badass people in general. Like it's amazing. I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't think it was worth it. But it was, even my wife this morning, as I was watching it, and she was getting ready for work. She was right into it, and she never heard of him before either. But she was like, "Who's this guy? Like this is fucking interesting." So it really wraps you in and catches you as you start watching it. You just you really want to see what happens. And it was amazing. So I definitely recommend that you guys see that. As I keep saying, it's just, I think it's that important. And it's like, you know, I, I as I was saying in a couple, in the last podcast, I'm, right now I'm on a quest trying to find myself, you know. I'm really trying to look inside myself and figure out why I am the way I am and uh, why I do the things I do and feel the way I feel at times. And it's, it's fucking hard when you start looking back at yourself and you really are open and honest with yourself. You know, a lot of people go through life and they just fucking, they have blinders on, man, and they don't want to sit down and actually take time to look at themselves. They want to be about too busy. People are too busy right now, and especially in this day and age, fucking going around and blaming everything on other people. It's their fault. It's his fault. It's her fault. She did this. You know, this happened to me because of them. And, you know, this motherfucker did that to me and this happened. You know, fuck that, man. I'm done with the excuses of myself. And I've been done with them for a long time. And you have to look in at yourself. You have to turn that fucking mirror of judgment that, or that lens of judgment that you put on everyone else that you know in your life. Even people that you don't know, we seem to do it to. And you got to turn that shit around and aim it at yourself. And that's what I'm doing. And it's hard. It's fucking hard, man. Because, I mean, I don't want to go to a shrink. I would if I have to. If it comes to that, I will. Because I have to learn about myself. And I have to find worth in myself. And that's what I've been struggling with, with this fucking disease of mine. You know, and I don't want ever want to be a person making excuses for... Uh, quitting and stuff because of it it's too easy to fucking have an illness or a disability and just say oh i give up you know i oh, fuck it i give up you know i'm in pain today i'm not gonna do shit and i did that for years laying on a fucking couch and you know what it got me it got me fucking nothing nothing new ever happened in my day nothing exciting ever happened i mean how can it you gotta get your ass off that couch you gotta get your ass out of that fucking bed man and start making shit happen for yourself and you, you know, feel sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. That no, that got you. That that gets anyone, especially got me. Was just sitting around feeling more shitty about myself, and feeling lesser of a person every day that I did it. And 
Fuck that, man. I mean, this disease has done everything in the last 30 fucking years to knock me down and keep me down permanent, man. I'm telling you the fucking truth. My back is fused. My fucking neck is fused. My shoulders are fucked. I got fake fucking artificial hips, two artificial hips. I got lymphedema really bad in my left leg where I got to wear leg wraps because else it'll swell up and shit. And, you know, I mean, I tell you, this disease, it does nothing for your self-image. That's for damn sure. I see people walking around now and they're fucking upset because they got a zit or a fucking little blemish or something like that. And they're bitching about it. And I'm thinking, fuck you, man. Like, try walking around looking like you're fucking a football, man. Like, I look like I'm hunched over fucking a football. I can't... When I walk and, I, I'm, and I'm walking, I, I see... I look at the ground. That's another reason I, I don't think... I. That's probably another main reason now that I think about that I don't go walking around downtown or at the mall or Walmart and shit. Because what's the fucking point? I can't look in the store windows. I can barely look at the shit on the shelves when I go in because I'm fucking hunched over staring at the ground. That's what I look at. I'm a fucking pro at shoes. I tell you, I can tell you all the latest shoe fashions, men and women, because that's all I see when I walk. If I want to sit and talk to somebody, which I'm big on talking people face-to-face and in person, I got to sit down, find a place to sit so I can actually look at them like a person, or else I'm sitting there trying to talk to people looking down at the ground. And you don't know how that fucks with somebody, uh, fucks with somebody's head in my head. Like, that's how, you know, and... That's what I struggle with every day. It's a constant battle that I feel like I said earlier. I just feel like a lesser man because of this disease. And I feel useless at times. I can't do the things I want to do. I can't help people do things. Like if they need help doing something and, you know, moving or help building something or fixing their car or anything. I can't fucking do anything. I always find myself being left out. You know, I have a lot of friends that go hunting, and they go fishing, and they go camping, and they do all that fun shit, you know, or they go hiking and that, and I feel I'm always left out because of this fucking disease, but I'm not letting it beat me, man, fuck that, it's gonna, to beat my disease to beat me, it's gonna have to kill me, and I've said that for years, and I'm gonna live by that, I'm weaning off of all my medications, I'm really into the CBD now, as I told you in the last podcast, and got off of my antidepressants uh that took years to wean off of them and i'm almost off of my uh pharmaceutical painkillers and just gonna do it with marijuana the medical marijuana fucking i'll do with any marijuana and uh you know it's gonna have to fucking beat me to beat me it's gonna have to kill me and that's just what i've always thought and you know so i'm tattooing you know, which is hard at times because it's hard to get into certain positions because people want tattoos in different parts of their body and some, it's difficult, especially because right now, you know, I'm tattooing in a, a spare bedroom right now as my shop. I turned it into a professional shop and it actually looks like a professional shop when you walk in the room. Like that's how I treat it. I always have. And it's just a really tight fit sometimes because I, it's hard for me to get into certain positions and that, but I figure it out. I fucking figure it out or the client you know like i said to my clients you're gonna have to do the bending for me you're the healthy one here you want me to tattoo you you're gonna have to fucking bend into a position that i can get you know i can reach you and they do we figure it out it always works out and i'm fighting back i will fight this disease to the fucking you know i'll wrestle it to the ground kick it in the nuts gouge its fucking eyes out spit in its face fucking you know i will rage against it 
I will rage against this disease, and I am raging against it. And starting to work out again, starting to do light workouts. I overdid it a couple days ago when I started. I started working out again, and I thought, you know, I'm going to be fucking Hulk Hogan or fucking Mr. Athlete and do a full fucking workout that I could, you know, stretching and just light weights and shit. And, yeah, that backfired on me huge, man. The next fucking day, I was like, I was like stick, man. I just sat on the couch going, oh, my God, every fucking part of me hurts. So... Learn the hard way, I gotta do it lightly and slowly, which has been working out great. Don't jump into fucking uh, working out if you haven't worked out in years. I found that out the hard way, as I just said. And But, that's what I'm gonna do. I mean, I and what's the worst that's gonna happen is, uh, I don't feel any worse than I do now. So, I mean, I can only get better doing light working out and getting out, getting into the nature, fresh air and stuff. And finally going to go talk to my doctor, seeing if they can straighten me up. You know, there's got to be some new modern surgery now where they can straighten me up a little bit, I would hope. Or at least straighten my neck up, you know. I, as I've always said, I've, I found it totally amazing. If you don't know that, if, if you don't, didn't listen to my other podcasts, which I hope you have, you know, take the time to listen to all of them. Hope you just don't listen to one and run. I fucking, I know it's not the most professional, as I always say, but it's honest. I always said that I want this podcast to be a place of, of being honest and open and not scared of any fucking judgment. And I said that in one of my previous podcasts, probably like my first or second one, that it totally amazed me that when I was younger that I found out that the guitarist, Mick Mars from Motley Crue, if you remember that 80s heavy metal band, which I love, you know, that guitarist, Mick Mars, has the same disease I do, the ankylosing spondylitis. And you look at him now, and he's hunched over like I am. That this fucking disease is no joke, man. It, if you know, at least not for when I got it at my generation. Now, they know a lot more about it now. Back when I got it, when I was 16, 15, 16, they didn't really know a lot about it. It was really fucking an uncommon disease. And now I've noticed that you know I hear, especially with uh, YouTube and that, you can just go on YouTube and type that disease in. You're going to see a lot of YouTube people uh, channels talking about their experience with it. But now they know they have a lot of different treatments now that they can do for it. They didn't have back in my day. Like basically back when I was younger, you did exercise and they gave you painkillers. That's all they could do. You know, they didn't have these other treatments that, that, uh, cause it's a, it's basically, it's an arthritis. So it's a anti-inflammatory, it's a, you know, anti-inflammatory, not anti-inflammatory, it's a inflammatory problem like arthritis, it's inflammation. And it's your immune system going fucking crazy and attacking everything in your body because it thinks that it's doing, your body thinks it's doing a bang-up job. You know, with the, that's the thing that kills me with the fucking arthritis in my disease is, you know, your body reacts like it's, your immune system acts like it's doing a bang-up job and fucking helping you, not realizing that it's destroying your body. That's what the trick of this you know, arthritis in my disease, and now they got a lot of uh, experimental drugs where it, uh, it lowers your immune system in that way, so it's not so hardcore attacking your body all the time and doing the damage that it does, and they know now, you know, a lot more about my disease than they did when I first got it, that is for sure, but, and that's, you know, when I found out Mick Mars had it, which was, he kept that shit secret for a lot of years, and, but now he can't, you know, you can't hide it now. 
And he's also had a hip replacement. I think he's actually by now probably had both hips replaced like I did when I was in my 20s, early 20s. And you can see he's hunched over and he has that stiff walk, you know, that bamboo spine. That's the nickname for my disease that we have, both of ours, you know, both of us have. And he's got that stiff walk and, uh, you know, you're looking at people's shoes like I am and it's fucking horrible. But I can't even imagine being somebody that famous. You know, you're like the fucking guitarist for Motley fucking crew, man. And, you know, this motherfucker went out and they did their last tour. You know, they did an, a final tour. And this fucking guy got himself in enough shape to go out every night and do a fucking tour on stage. So, I mean, how can I sit back and say that I can't do anything and feel sorry for myself when you got somebody that's going out on a fucking stage in front of millions of people and he's going out every night doing a concert for a few hours and I know after every show that man must have fucking collapsed in agony. Because I know what it's like after you push yourself. It's a feat in itself that that man did that every night. And God actually didn't exhaust himself to the point where he just couldn't get up. Because I noticed that with my disease. And I'm sure it is like that with people that have any type of chronic illness. That yeah, you have a couple of good days where you can really push yourself. But you pay for it. You know I'm right guys. Anyone that's listening that's got a chronic illness or has had one, you know, you'll be good for a couple days. You've got tons of energy. You're pushing yourself. And then you just, you fucking nosedive like an airplane, man, coming out of the sky at 10,000 miles an hour. You just hit that ground and you're in bed for fucking three or four days. It exhausts you that much just to do common daily shit that everybody else does in the world. And they take it for granted. And I just, that's another message I want to tell people. Like, do not take shit for granted because it can be gone that quick. You know, don't take just walking without pain for granted. Don't, you know, that's why lazy people fucking drive me crazy. And these fucking people you see walking around, they say they got a sore ankle and they had to take time off work and they, you know, and all this bullshit. Like, you know, you got to be tougher than that. Got to be tougher than that, man. You got to get the fuck up and... I pride myself on that every day, getting up and fighting my disease, you know, and there is days that I can't, not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say every day I'm fucking like, you know, Rambo kicking ass and fucking kicking my disease ass and go, there's days, you know, or for a few days, you know, where I'm just rode off, I can't do much, I'm in so much pain, but I gotta get back up and fight, I mean, what else can I do? Every day that I get up and I do some tattooing and I do this podcast, that's why it means a lot to me. It gives me something to do. And knowing that I have you great listeners sitting there listening and and interacting and sending me emails with your comments and your thoughts, you know, it means the world to me. It gives me something reason to get up every fucking day. Knowing I'm going to do this podcast and be able to talk to you people and be honest and give you guys my thoughts and perspective on shit. It's amazing, and I love it, and I, you know, I got my podcast, I got my tattoo, and I'm fucking happy. I'm good. So, you gotta have something like that, I just noticed that, you know, you gotta have something in your life that, you know, I don't give a shit, people, what it is that you're fucking excited about, you know, you if you're in my shoes, or you're somebody that's got a disability, or you gotta, you know... You're fighting depression right now, which is big with people with an illness. It's even big now in this day and age just because of the stress of just life. You know, people are just barely living paycheck to paycheck. You know, there's no more middle class now. 
you know, when I was younger, there used to be, you know, you had your fucking rich fuckers, and then you had your middle class, and then you had your really low class, and now, you know, basically what I see now, you've got your people barely making it paycheck to paycheck, and you got the rich, you know, you got no fucking uh, middle class anymore, they're slowly weaning that shit out, which is going to be something I talk about in another podcast, because I've done tons of research on that, and it's just getting worse every day. It's, there's no fucking middle class anymore, and so, you know, I no wonder people are eating fucking uh, meds like crazy and that, fucking taking antidepressants and Adderall and that. Do you fucking blame them? You know, the stress of fucking having a... I couldn't even imagine having kids right... Like, I don't have any kids being my wife, which I thank God for, man, because I would not want the responsibility... And I know with my disease how finicky it can be, and I have good days and bad days. I would not fucking want to have to raise a kid and be in that kind of pain. But I also wouldn't want to bring him into this fucking world the way it is right now, because it's it's a fucking evil place right now. It just is. People are getting worse by the day, I find. You know, they're not fucking... People aren't as caring as they used to be. And I'm not saying everybody. Don't miss. You know, don't twist my words. I'm not saying everybody. There's a lot of great people out in the world. I meet a lot of cool people. I tattoo a lot of awesomely cool people. But there's a lot of assholes out there. And I just could not imagine the stress of raising a family. Having to go to work. You got kids that are relying on you. You got to pay your fucking mortgage. You got to pay your car payments. You got to pay your rent. got to put food on the table. You got to clothe the little fuckers. You know, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine, and I might take my hat off to those people. Anybody that's got a family, even just one kid, fuck, never mind. I know people that got three, four kids. I don't know how they do it. I tell them that. Like, how the fuck do you do it? I couldn't even imagine having just one. I get stressed out having two cats sometimes. So I couldn't even imagine having kids. Thank God. I always thank God I, I never got kids. You know, a lot of people think the other way. You know, they think not having kids, you know... That's a weird thing that I don't have kids after being married this long and that. Just never wanted them. That's not even when I was younger. I just never liked kids. I never liked hanging around them. Like, I didn't even like being a kid myself. I couldn't wait to grow up. So I just never had the urge to be a parent. You know, I got friends that always tell me, oh, you'd be a great father. And I'm like, you don't fucking know me then. You know, you're seeing something I don't fucking see. Because I don't know. Maybe I would be. I'm sure I would rise to the occasion if I had to. I would want to be the best parent that I could be. and But I would be like a fucking crazy parent. You know, I'd be fighting the school on wanting to give flu shots to my kid and vaccinating them and uh, all kinds of shit. I just, the schools are totally fucking different from what I've seen and heard from people that have kids going to school and are in school right now. You know, it's fucking crazy now. I couldn't even imagine. So I'm glad I don't got them. That's for damn sure. And for any of my listeners out there that do got your that do have kids, hey, my hat is fucking off to you. I bow and salute you, man, because you're doing something I couldn't do. I couldn't do it even if I was healthy, even if I didn't have my disease. I don't think I would want the responsibility. So you got my fucking respect. And so you know, and I, I just find that so funny, you know, a lot of people walk around, oh, why is everybody, why is everybody taking meds, you know, and you got all these studies, you know, that all these uh, people in the world are taking fucking antidepressants, and they're taking painkillers, and, well, fuck, do you blame them? I think a lot of people are, you know, they're doing it to cope. 
fucking like with all that responsibility as i was just saying all the different responsibilities you know you might you need a little fucking medication to get by but i just wish people would get off of all these pharmaceuticals and give marijuana a try because it does wonders fucking kills pain fucking helps you sleep gives you an appetite fucking works on your depression i mean as soon as i started smoking weed and doing my uh drops the drops, uh, T, uh, CBD and THC drops I put in my coffee. I fuck. I was off my antidepressants in like a month. I didn't need them, and slowly going off of my painkillers because of them. And it's an amazing drug, amazing drug, and hard. You know, no big side effects. You know, what's the biggest side effect you get from fucking weed, man? Like chronic fucking movie watching and eating. You know, munchies. That's about the only side effects I can think of. So, I just hope that a lot more people start turning to that. Now that they're legalizing it in Canada, you know, it's great. I, I'm really for it. And everyone, I you know, I've got everybody in my family. I got my mom doing the, the CBD drops. My dad's doing the CBD drops. My brother's doing the CBD drops. I'm doing the CBD drops, you know, and all getting huge benefits from it and you know if you would have told my mom 20 years ago that she'd be doing anything that has to do with marijuana because she is so against fucking like marijuana and stuff when i was growing up like like probably most parents were you know like they just had they were raised with that you know weed is bad you know weed's evil you're gonna go crazy and kill your family and you're not you're just gonna sit around and drool all day and not saying that that doesn't go on, you know. I've met people that wake and bake, fucking just sit there and get high and don't do shit all day. Maybe play video games and stuff and do nothing. But you know that's not that's not the majority. A majority of people are using it every day and they're getting huge benefits from it. And it's making their lives better. It's making their more. It makes you more compassionate. I find more loving, more caring towards people. It just does. And everybody says, oh, Ricky, you mean you make it sound like a miracle drug. It fucking is. It fucking is a miracle drug. It's been, a, you know, it's been around forever. We actually have receptors in our body. You know, we have fucking THC receptors in our body. It's one of the only fucking plants out there that our body has natural receptors to. Did you people know that? Do a little research and you'll see it. You, you don't believe me. We actually have receptors in our body that are meant to fucking that thc combines with we have the actual receptors in our brain for that that's how important this drug is to us and to our body and you know these fucking pharmaceutical companies just you know demonize the shit out of it for the last probably what 50 years and it just pisses me off when i think of all the people in the world that their lives have been ruined for a fucking simple harmless plant that grows natural you know, drinking's legal, that's fine. You know, there's more fucking drunk driving accidents every fucking year. And, you know, people getting into fights and that because they, their fucking sensibility goes out the door when they get drunk and they turn into fucking, they, they think they're fucking Superman and shit like that. And so much shit is ruined over alcohol. But that, you know, you can go to a liquor store, buy that, no problem. But for the last 50 years, you know, God forbid you get caught with a fucking gram of weed, you know, they fucking throw you in prison, throw away the key. And I just, I couldn't even imagine. Can you imagine if you were actually somebody in prison that's doing, say, like five or ten years right now? 
and your life has been ruined, you know, you get out and you got that on your file and you got that on your record and you, it's hard to find a job and shit like that. But imagine, I, I think of the people that are in there right now that are in there for marijuana, you know, nonviolent drug charges with marijuana. And now that they've legalized it in Canada and in a lot of the states in the United States, it's legal. How do these people feel that now it's legal and they're fucking still sitting in prison for it? My opinion is that as soon as they legalize it, you know, these people that have these uh, charges that are nonviolent and, you know, just for having it on them because they were smoking it and stuff like that, these people should be let out. Fucking let them, you know, clean these prisons out and get these fucking people for nonviolent drug charges. Get them the fuck out of prison and stop the taxpayers having to pay the fucking fr the, the way for these people for, you know, crimes that are not hurting anybody. And I'm one of these advocates that I want everything legalized. That's fucking right. And everybody, what do you mean, Crip Rick? Fucking, you want marijuana fucking legal? Well, that's legal. What, you want fucking cocaine and heroin legal? And you want acid and all that shit? Yeah, I do. All of it. Because, you know, that you're going to drive the crime rate down when you think about it as soon as you legalize everything. And it's been done. It's nothing. Like, don't sit there and act all shocked like it's something I'm saying is revolutionary. I mean, you look at places like Holland and... Amsterdam and places like that there's all kinds of those countries and that that have done that you know there's places that in those countries that you can go and if you have heroin you can go they give you a fucking needle they give you the little cup to fucking mix it up in they give you the water they let you shoot up in that place and you know what they find the statistics show that the crime rate has went down the fucking overdose rates went down the fucking uh you know, there's less uh, crime, there's less people fucking going to prison for shit like that, so it's easier, it's benefiting all the, you know, the, the whole place, because there, you don't got all the taxpayers paying the way for these non-violent criminals that shouldn't even be in prison to begin with. So I'm for legalizing right across the board, fucking right I am. You know, as crazy as people think. And the people that knee-jerk reaction to that, they're shocked when I say that. It's because they haven't thought about it and they haven't done the fucking studies to see that all the things I said are true when you legalize something. You know, you basically eliminate the whole criminal part of it. If you legalize something like that, you legalize cocaine, think of all the cartels and the gang violence you're going to get rid of when it's so easy to lead and readily, readily available to get. And there's not a whole crime syndicate behind it because you got to, you know, it's illegal and you got to do it all, you know, through the crime way. So it's a win, 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 win to me. You know, and yeah, there's going to be, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some fucking people that will argue that, to, you know, but I think the main people that are arguing that are people that haven't done the research and have no knowledge in it and are still living in the fucking, you know, 50s with this people, all this bullshit propaganda that they've hammered in or parents heads and our heads and all through school and that which i knew from day one was always bullshit you know i felt the same way about fucking religion you know like going to a catholic public school it was fucking horrible man i'm to listen to a priest sit there and fucking try to jam shit in my head that i just didn't buy and I've always said I'm fucking hugely spiritual. Don't get me wrong. You know, just because I say that I'm not for the church and that, that doesn't mean I'm not a spiritual person. I'm more spiritual than most people I know. But I don't have to go look at a fucking priest that's probably fucking diddling kids in the background and fucking 
talking out his ass and I don't got to go to a church to fucking pray and give the church money because apparently if I don't, God's not going to listen. What fucking God would be that vain? That you know, the only way I'm going to listen to you is if you go to the building where I tell you to go. You got to go to the church and give us a quarter of your paycheck every month and, you know, fuck that. No creator, no fucking creator would be that vain. Man's that vain. Man's that fucking got that big of an ego where that's what the shit they want you to do. But no fucking way the creator of all would be like that. So I am super spiritual, but don't ask me to fucking buy the shit that the church is spewing out and all these other religions because it, you know what that is to me. And I've always said it since I was a kid. It's just a fucking, I didn't know how to word it when I was a kid because I didn't know the terminology, but what is it? It's fucking mind control. They fucking, those, those religions don't, you know, a lot of them try to lead by talking about love and that, and a lot of them do, but what are they mostly ruled by fear? You know, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. You're going to burn in hell if you do this, you know, and God's going to cast you away and all this bullshit. And, you know, I don't, anything that you got to lead by fear and even have that in it, it's not good to me. That's just my thoughts. But, hey. Sorry I'm rambling on again, but I just enjoy talking to you people. So, you know, I just, that was what basically my thoughts for the day. So, I want to say thank you everybody for, you know, coming and listening to this episode. I couldn't be doing this podcast without you guys, knowing I got a few people there listening. I'm building you one listener at a time. So please, if you enjoy this podcast, even if you don't enjoy it, but you still listen to it just to call me an asshole, that's fine. Just tell your friends, share this on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, tell people, tell your friends about this podcast. Let's make this an awesome podcast where people are going to interact. Like I said, you can leave me a fucking email at cryptricktattoos at yahoo.com. Leave me any comments you have, any questions. If you have a show idea and you want to come on and we can do a collaboration and talk about whatever you guys want. That'd be awesome. You can get a hold of me direct message on Instagram under Crip Rick Tattoos. I'm not hard to find. And please just share my, you know, share with the links. Fucking uh, tell your friends about this podcast and let's have a great time talking and trying to figure shit out. That's what this show is about. Is let's just try to figure shit out and be honest about it. Be honest with ourselves, with each other, and just talk. Be open and know it's a safe place to do that. You're not going to be judged. Because that's what I want this show to do. And I will uh, grow it one person at a time, one listener at a time. And I thank you all who do listen every time I post a show. I love you all. And I, you know, thank you so much for the support. Because I couldn't do it without you. And just know, listeners, that you're the real, give me one of the main reasons I like to get up in the day and get my ass in gear so I can sit down and do a little hour podcast, tell you my thoughts. And just know that you're a big part of that. And I thank you all. So have a great afternoon. If you're, uh, if it's uh, still warm out there, I haven't been outside for a couple hours, but if it's still warm, get out there, get some fresh air. Have a great afternoon. Have a great evening. And I will definitely be talking to you tomorrow. So take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>